this thing on. Well, it's like we spent 10 minutes sitting here trying to figure out how shit's going to roll out, and those are the best moments, and we don't even record it. I'm recording right now. <laughs> that could have been good. We talked about Lorno's already, and you missed it. <laughs> I really hope all the, and all all, of everyone the things listening that will fit in our mouths. <laughs> um, it's, it's happy Easter Friday. Happy Good Friday. Good Friday. Good Friday. Happy Good Friday morning. Uh, good morning, Mike. How are we? oh you know just drinking water (laughs) just drinking water you know why i'm super excited this morning because we kidnapped our our guest and she's here i i will i'm gonna say it i just said like our favorite guest but i stopped myself from saying it because i I felt like really i was like no don't have a favorite but i was just gonna be like we have our fav- my favorite guest here this morning. Uh, I then- thought you were about to say friend and then no. downgraded to guest. I was like, ooh, that's cold. No, but now I've said it. So, like, I'm sorry to everybody who's been on the podcast so far. <laughs> we'll deal with those personal situations later. <laughs> uh, but but I'm excited for our guest slash friend slash all of those things this morning. So I'm just going to throw it to her. Well, I'm really happy right now because I'm the favorite. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm here every. I'm here every week. (laughs) I'm here every week, and I'm not even the favorite. Um, it's probably because you're you're like, you're like the long term favorite. But I know that you're solid, and you're going to be here. And Lisa is is here for the morning. Nice save. Thank you. Um, please. Oh, so I'm just the favorite for the morning. Oh wow! I'm just like. Oh man, shit is hitting the fan. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad I brought my hand so stone. this stone. Hashtag backfire. Hashtag. <laughs> I'm just gonna dig my hole and go hang out there. Lisa, will you tell us more about you this morning? <laughs> Don't throw it to me like that right now. <laughs> And well, we see fucking, next week. We fucking crushed that intro. <laughs> so let's start again. Um, it's Good Friday. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm great, actually. I woke up. Uh, <clears throat> I woke up this morning, and my CPAP hose wasn't connected to anything. So I was like, "Oh man, today's gonna fucking suck." But it turns out that I I slept all right, so I'm I'm cool. <laughs> For those listening, can you explain what that is? Uh, a CPAP machine stands for continuous positive air pressure, and it just basically punches air into my face holes while I sleep, so that I don't <laughs> stop breathing. <laughs> Thank you, CPAP machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but when it's not plugged into the actual machine, it's basically just a damper on my human breathing. So it really sucks. Solid. Well, we're yeah. experts, both of us, on breathing. I was so just. You're welcome. You're uh, with the right team. We'll talk about that after if you want to. <laughs> I'm capable of breathing. It's just when I sleep, my throat closes. Well, we'll, we'll so both my, be my here body, tonight. Yeah, my body we're doesn't here all We'll both be here tonight mm-hmm. with you and Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. Just in bed. Later. Just group cuddles. <laughs> group cuddles in bed. Cuddle, cuddle. <laughs> Cheryl, shh, shh. We're doing trying to breathe. We're doing stuff. <laughs> Actually, we have guests coming over tonight, so it'll be a, just a straight up shit show in our bedroom. We'll what just, is going? Where what am I? What do you mean? 
You what? have guests coming over, and what? it's going to be a shit show okay, in your so bedroom. Three That's of us plus Cheryl. Good Friday. Oh, I like it. Hello. Right? And then the two guests. Right. All in that's, your bed that's watching six people you sleep. in one bed. Oh, okay. I didn't that'd be, know that. That'd be, that's, a, that's a lot of Do your guests always in sleep in your bed with you? No, but I mean, if we were having you guys over, we wouldn't just have them in the guest room. If we were having a party in our bedroom, then we couldn't just exclude them. This is getting weird. This is getting <laughs> this is, uh, great. <laughs> this is two amazing attempts at, <laughs> at an intro this morning, but I still would really like to know. <laughs> a little bit more about our guest. <laughs> so I am going to throw it to Lisa. You're going to throw it to me. I am. I want you to tell us um, a little bit about where we found you and what it is that you do. and um, But most importantly, who you are. Because what you do is just a piece of who you are. We've We've determined that, I think, a few weeks ago. We like to know what people do, but more... Yeah, I feel like I heard a little snippet of the episode where you guys mentioned me and it was like talking about Reiki and energy <laughs> healing, but it was I just think a little he, bit. It I think, yeah, it was a little bit. Sometimes when people are like, you talked about me, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 what <laughs> did we do? Becca did that last week. I was like, oh, fuck, what did you say? It was like 14 weeks ago. Um, so, because we're excited to have you and both... Um, both Mike and I are a little bit um, happy that you've oh. made your way into our world, I oh. think. Because a little you, bit happy? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty like pumped a, up. Like a lot of happy mm. um, because you didn't always exist in our world. And so we both really uh, get to enjoy what that is now. So we'll, we'll share you with the rest of the world selfishly. Oh. We want to keep you forever, but we'll share you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well... Where I found you, where you found me, that's a, that's even weird to touch on. Like, I don't even know where to start with that. I know. We found each other on the airwaves. Mm. Um, I actually, at the time, was living very far from here, right? Mm-hmm. I was living in Port Credit, which is just west of Toronto. And I, my family and I were looking to move out this way, because my mom's family is from out this way. And so I think I was like online kind of like, hmm, where's there going to be a good coffee shop in <laughs> What is where, Kingston? Do they have a yoga studio in they Kingston? They say limestone. I, what does that mean? So I was looking up businesses and I don't even know how you popped up, but I know what grabbed the attention was all your dancing because that's what I have always done with my children. Nailed it. My husband and I met at government nightclub (laughs) and so by the by the point that we had children we were clearly not going out anymore so i was bringing dancing into the house i love dancing with our kids every day after dinner and that was like this little tradition that i was building so i that is how i remember you i remember you commenting on a couple of dancing videos and then getting dancing videos of your boys. Yeah. Of your boys dancing. We just love that. And my mom was like that when I was growing up. She wanted all the people at our house. She wanted music loud. She wanted all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I kind of was like connecting with that because all of our friends, my husband and I at the time, um, all of our friends were still clubbing, and <laughs> we were not clubbing. I had a baby on the boob. Oh, I saw a photo of Lisa. Uh, I think she shared it on social media of her and her husband Peter and like at the club that they met at and I like kind of geeked out I'm like she was a club girl at some point <laughs> in her life like I'm not the only one who has that like 
thing that happened that actually now when I look back in my life, I'm like, where did that fit in? <laughs> well, for me, it fit in super well. I was, uh, I spent my teenage and 20, 20s as a fashion model and a student, but also I was starting to realize I really liked events. Mm-hmm. So I actually went to post-secondary school for event production. So then I was like, oh, it doesn't just have to be about partying. It can I can, be this about could other be a career <laughs> and I could maybe do something cool with this. I so love that. I spent a long time in events and I actually met my husband. The reason why I met him because I was giving away free alcohol at an event that I was helping to produce. <laughs> <laughs> and he just helped me empty out all the alcohol real quick. Right, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's, that's where amazing. all the dancing started. Yeah, and then you and I kind of connected, but a long time after, I actually settled in yep. uh, Napanee. You were here for a while. I was at the um, <laughs> McKinnon. What is it? The part back to the back farm. To the farm. Yeah, shout out McKinnon, back to the farm. And uh, you messaged and you said you're literally you're down the road. Literally down the road. And then we met at, yeah. for breakfast a couple of weeks yeah. later. Mm, breakfast <laughs> breakfast and then mike and i had breakfast i love that we're, we're good at breakfast that's for sure i'm um, good at all meals so <laughs> so in moving here because because lisa is also an entrepreneur as well which is why we're really excited um to chat with her and event event production um i feel like that's a really big piece of the team that we're building babe and that's really cool too. Um, but tell us more about what it is that you do now. Yes. What I do now. Fast forward. Um, so fast forward from all that. I found all the stuff that I do now. So yoga, meditation, kundalini yoga, reiki healing, all those things. Because of traumas that I was moving through while in the event world. And then at one point I kind of went, mm, I don't want to do events anymore. I want to only do, I love all this stuff that's healing me so much that I (laughs) selfishly (laughs) only want to do this. And I demand that I will not do anything else. (laughs) I like temper tantrum, two-year-old little, I'm not going to do what that stuff anymore. I'm going to only do this. So at some point along the way in that mixing bowl landed this idea that I didn't really enjoy the energy in Toronto anymore. I love Toronto, but I something about that energy there was was really pushing against me and what I was moving through. I grew up riding horses and I was like, I want to go to the country. Who so, doesn't want to yeah, be in the country? We sold our house. We, you know, two little kids at the time, quit our jobs, sold our house. And moved to the fucking country. And moved to the country. And through that, I had already been sharing wellness, yoga, Reiki healing. So when we settled in our home in Napanee, I, of course, popped up. One of the bedrooms was a Reiki healing treatment room. I honestly thought I was going to probably take like a two or three year nap. (laughs) (laughs) but I'm also not a no person I don't say no to things so anyone who I did meet with I just kind of said yeah yeah, sure come and have a session yeah sure Uh, you know it's just kind of like a little side thing but then all the yeses turned into okay I guess I'm doing this okay do we build a yoga studio on the property okay are we expanding the upstairs loft space to a yoga studio so I just kept saying yes to the universe 
And now I've got this little studio at our farm that I call a wellness farm because mm. we're on a farm house property. No, we don't have a farm. There's no animals, but well, I, there's animals. I, there's well, boys there's in the Stella house. and three boys <laughs> and a husband. It's an animal house. They uh, count. It's a farm. <laughs> it is a farm. So it's we call it a wellness farm, and I offer all the things there. I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful space, Mike. You've been. I have. Yeah. Thoughts. Scary. No. She has fucking snakes in the basement. Yeah, well, we love our snakes. Serpents. I'm actually wearing a serpentine stone today. Do you know how important the serpent energy is? I don't trust them. Well, you should. I don't trust. <laughs> Maybe that's what's missing. Mike. Maybe <laughs> that's what you need to think about. I, I photographed a fucking six foot long. I don't. Uh, not at the rainbow farm. Rainbow boa constrictor. Not, not, over at, that not at the farm. That shit. Like no snakes are no. This was not. I was, a, I was talking was to the guy the who farm. owned it, and I was like, "So what happens like if this snake just wraps around your arm or wraps around your throat <laughs> nice and like nice. decides to kill you?" You're he's just like, like <laughs> "It's just like getting on a motorcycle. It's just a choice I make." And you he's, could die. he's you like, could die today. "He's like, yeah, there's really nothing I could do." He's like, mm -hmm. "I could I could run to the shower and pour hot water or cold water on it." And how do you run to the shower it... with this thing on you though? Like, isn't it exactly big? that was my fucking point? Like, how like, you? How but, you gonna get to the shower? What if you in like the fucking downstairs and you gotta get upstairs with a snake on you to get to the this shower? Is a, this is exactly my point and my concern with snakes is that if they decide you are gonna die, you have no say in the so matter. Ian like, is scaring everyone away thing. from the farm at this moment. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Yes, I'm calling you Michael. Oh Listen, man, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> it's beautiful. Just the it drive alone is, I mean, if you, um, you know, can really take the country way and enjoy the drive. Everything leading out to your property is fantastic. Um, so I think, like, give us, we'll do, a, I don't want to forget at the end, we'll plug all of the information that people need to um, sort of follow along with you. Mike, do you have any questions right now at this moment? You're awfully quiet. He's scared. Any questions? Yeah. Do you, do you have some life stuff happening? You okay? Any any questions for our guest? Um, <clears throat> no, I'm good. I'm just in. I'm just enjoying. You're enjoying the energy I'm, I'm right enjoying, now. I'm just. I'm. I'm good. He I'm really good. likes the female energy in the room right now. <clears throat> um, which, it also doesn't help that the entire room is pink and purple. Yeah, I dig it. It's a little. Uh, it's it's a lot moody. <clears throat> I don't than know. We I'm usually really have it. I think it's. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that. Um, because everything else is closed today, I decided to not work. Oh, or good I, job. I might, I no, might, that's good like though. I might do a bit of stuff, but like there's no, I'm not putting any pressure on myself to hit deadlines or get a certain amount of things done. Like if shit gets done today, great. If not, great. So I'm a lot more relaxed. Are you, are you working today? I then? am. I have an event tonight oh. and I have... A um, are we allowed to swear a oh. shit ton of oh, marketing? Oh, swear your fucking ass off! I don't even have a shit ton of marketing to do. <laughs> Holy fuck! The amount of marketing <laughs> this afternoon, but I love that stuff. Um, but yeah, I have like work to do, and work then stuff. I love putting on events. <clears throat> so so I'm excited for tonight. Plus, the topics of tonight are actually the full. I do these full moon gatherings once a month that oh, sell out. And they're beautiful. Next time you should come with. But I, I photographed one a couple. Actually, it was probably over a year now, but it was fun. I felt creepy, though. 
because uh, I was I was Again, hired not to, at the farm. I know. Well, well no, you didn't I was photograph <laughs> yours over a year ago. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at the farm. It's just I. The reason I felt creepy was because there was a bunch of uh, lovely ladies doing yoga in obviously very tight pants and I was hired to go and photograph <laughs> the event so I was just like Poor this big you. hairy dude in the park taking pictures of young girls in, in yoga pants stretching not I was all like, yogis this is are just... young girls and not all girls are in stretch pants Mike well not all of them but you get my point he like, felt it's, like he didn't want to be it's per- an awkward, perceived in a certain a, way like, I could feel like old people were walking through the park enjoying their night and they're like look at this creep like hanging from you're not the, a creep and the, you were asked to be there yeah uh, I well, hope. everybody else was cool, but like the people walking by would were yeah. looking at me like this, this guy. <laughs> His, <laughs> they were like, "Do all these yogis like I not realize love... that this guy is here photographing them? Like, <laughs> why aren't what? they? Why aren't they kicking him? Why is he behind the tree? Why is he trying to like not be seen, but like making it way more uncomfortable? Like, why is he hiding behind that pole? <laughs> well, it's funny because I was trying to shoot from a distance with a long lens. <laughs> To, to help me, to help me feel not as creepy, but in the so long run, it didn't help me. In the end, um, note to all photographers: just make yourself known when you're shooting. Don't wear a trench coat, don't and that's wear, all. With all this stuff in it, you just open yeah. it pulls out a different lens. It's very go-go gadgety. It's just, it's just really interesting. But, but the, the not creepy full moon experience. Yeah, it was a really cool. Like I would, I would enjoy going and experiencing the event, not having to work and not having to be. Yeah, that's what creepy. I'm asking you to do with yeah. me. And then you just like went on this thing about this scary thing and being a perv, taking photos <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. It was like an interesting confession. Well, it was. Uh, I was just sharing my personal experience with the full moon events. I had a very different experience at the farm. <laughs> But now I feel like I'm slightly nervous because I have an event tomorrow as well, which is a 420 cannabis yoga event. Mm -hmm. But when someone like Lisa comes to an event of mine and she's in in event production, I'm just like, I feel like I'm like the mom and pop of that. Like she's like the really fancy version of event production and I'm like the mom and pop version. Um, so I get nervous about stuff like that. Those are the like I don't having, get having yeah. someone proficient yeah, in yeah, that yeah, field yeah. in the class. But I don't get nervous about teaching the class or like any of the other things. I'm like, I wonder if this is how she would do it. I wonder if this. <laughs> Mine's more of like yeah, but you're doing whimsy. it your you're way. You're doing which your is, thing yeah. that's so genuine from you. Yeah, which is scattered. awesome. <laughs> and when I'm getting out to an event, I'm so happy to not. Oh, I love them, but I'm so happy to not be near my children. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought you were going. Like, I love events. Like that, <laughs> I love them. Like See, so, not please like... know that the only thing that I am thinking is, oh dear goddess, thank you. I am, <laughs> I am away from those. Okay, so humans. I thought you were going a totally different no. direction. I thought you were going to be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to run this event. No, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always thinking I could run this shit out of this. But, but I just am normally, especially with you, because you and I have become very fast friends and mm. I respect what you do as a businesswoman. When I'm at your event, I'm like completely decompressing from my life and oh, just I'm being glad. in an event. I'm glad. Because um, there's always the sense of like, I haven't really thought about what I'm doing, and that's just how I do things. But that's one of the great things about you, and that I, I experience, we experience when working together, is mm-hmm. like that we just also don't think. Mm-hmm. But please know that I'm not sitting there going, hmm, 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 hmm. I'm also just, because I'm somewhat still, it'll be three years 
in a couple months that we've been living out this way, mm-hmm. I'm still very much feeling like the new kid in this part of Ontario. So for me, part of my life before I moved here, five to seven days a week, I was at a yoga studio that I was either working at or a, or a client at. And that was such a big part of my life. Yeah. And this past three years, it's just been about like healing w- through moving to a different area and needing to decompress the Toronto energy and thinking that I was going to take time off and I didn't. So I've been running and opening my own business for the first time in my life. Mm. I haven't had any community time. The community time that I've had is growing a business community. So I have not been out enough. So when I do come out, which has been rare, Mm -hmm. I'm not at all. I am just I'm flattered that you're coming out to hang with me. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, And speaking about business stuff, so I'm going to get right into a question. Mm. Most difficult thing that you have encountered in the last year of your life being an entrepreneur, what is, um, yeah, what's the thing that you find where you're the most out of your element or it's been the most challenging? Or is there multiple things? Multiple. (laughs) Go. I want to be smart. (laughs) I want to be smart about what I'm sharing because the first thought in my head was like, super real and vulnerable and at the same time I'm like you're the new kid in town shut up (laughs) why would you not share that I feel like you it's funny that you open with that because I'm trying to do the opposite what I'm trying to be less filtered in in what I put out and be more like like stop stop having those thoughts and just fucking put out content and let the people who gravitate to that type of content gravitate gravitate to me yeah I so fucking I'm like, love I'm you, like man. You're coming, you're coming so many full circles from when we started, though, because yeah. I don't feel like that's where you but started. I, f- I feel your pain, though, because I know exactly how that feels. Like, I think about shit to put out, and I'm like, fuck, what are people going to think about that? What are, how is that going to make oh, me look? I, like, what, you know, like, I always think about how it's going to be perceived. And Ashley is trying to I have no qualms to, about sharing content and stuff. Um, I, I, and I do share some things that are quite gentle and then I share some things that are kind of like a little more, but donk a donk. Um, I need that on my fucking soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's me pressing the soundboard. There's no sounds cause there's no board. I, but, um, in I, moving here because of what I do and who I am, I remember something my husband said when we moved, he said, are you going to do all this stuff when we're out? In public, in in a smaller area of Toronto, and I was like, "Yeah, why? People are gonna think you're a witch." <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, "What's a witch? Maybe I am a witch." Yeah. Also, let him. Let him. Like who yeah. fucking cares? That I've right? never been worried about, but um, I I did feel a large sense. No, a large sense. I felt a lot of bullying. When you first got here. When I first from, got really? here from people. Hmm. Um, and it was a thing. And it, Did it... Adult bullying is real. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Did it make you retreat more into yourself and doubt what it was that you were doing here? Not at all. But it did make me retreat because I was new, because I had left a tangible career Mm -hmm. 
and was starting something on my own and I have a family and don't forget we had quit jobs, sold house, didn't find new jobs, just leave into some other area, following our hearts, all this kind of stuff. And then I, because of the bullying, I felt like I have to be careful here hmm. because this could all end up sabotaging my business and what I'm starting to build and I have a family to support or half support, mm. right? So it was quite scary and I did retreat and I took a lot of things and I was scared and internal, but never once did it kind of like knock down what I share because I'm so confident and strong in that. Right. But it did really make me feel like um, I shouldn't go to Kingston from so Napanee. I was going to say, so it's fair to say that, uh, like, it really? didn't change how you were feeling online, but no. geographically, yeah. Yeah. the reach that you had was yeah. you kept mainly to where you are at the farm. Right. And That's kind of heartbreaking, way. actually. It was pretty heartbreaking, especially I'm, when you do this huge move. And, yeah. it's, and it's not just you. There's little lives that it come really, along it with It really you. bums me out to hear that um, people feel that way about where I live. Like, I no longer feel that way about Kingston. Yeah. It was a lot of it, Mike, was I had to, um, there were lessons that I had to face with that too. And what I do, <laughs> I am who I am. I'm six feet tall. I'm very outgoing. I can be outspoken. People have labeled me um, intense my entire life. I'm, I'm super open and not afraid to touch topics. So I get that sometimes I'm met with resistance. Okay, mm. but when I am met with resistance, it stings my heart. Mm. Um, so when I'm met with resistance, it's not so much that I'm what I'm saying here today is Kingston was bullied me and it's yeah. all Kingston. I was I was confronted with and provoked with something that I also needed to move through. And I learned so much about who I am and how I can meet resistance mm -hmm. and that I can do so with meeting it with compassion and grace and learning a lot about myself too and that I need to be brave. Mm. That's pretty wicked. And See, Ashley, I, I Ashley actually helped me a lot with that because it was Ashley's studio that I first came to teach in. It was the first place I taught in in Kingston. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was the only, it's you the only were, place you, I taught in well, Kingston. Well, we're teaching, we're teaching together at a second studio I know, so um, on Monday. So I think it's really important in... Uh, wellness community and you know for me the biggest eye-opener for me was actually when uh, in my marriage when I was married me and my ex-husband did a lot of tattoo stuff and there was always this like really weird divide sometimes with like tattoo shops in Kingston and different cities and I didn't understand why people in the same community weren't like supporting and lifting each other up that was totally. really strange to yeah. me um, it was one of those things where if you you know walked into a shop and you wanted to get like a black and gray realism tattoo, somebody who didn't specialize in that was going to give you a really horrible version of, of it that. because it was yeah. harder for them to say, you know what, you need to go down the street and see mm -hmm. so-and-so because they're super great at this thing mm -hmm. and they're going to help you out. And I think that that's what we need to do not only in business, and but, but we need to support and love each other. And, you know, both Lisa and I own um, our own businesses in wellness but we're coming together as two teachers who are going to teach at a third studio in Kingston um, to do an Earth Day class because we also love what it is they're doing. And, mm -hmm. and every one of us is doing something to help people. So we're here to... I just That's saw crazy. it as that. And like, it, was, it killed me the idea of you not 
wanting to come to a city because I saw something that you have something to offer and share. And that may have started with two people and planting mm-hmm. those two seeds. And then those two seeds have just rippled and it's going to take time. And, and I was new to Kingston too at one point and my connection was through the relationship I was in. And when those connections start to sever, you're rebuilding something in a place where you, you don't know anybody. So I know mm-hmm. that feeling of not knowing anybody and people just believed in me and I believe in you and I, I think there's that you have something really brilliant to offer here. Um, but you. like everything, I, there's... I think a, a big thing about Kingston is that that type of healing is very new to the area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of... Uh, I don't want to say old people living here, but a lot of set in their ways people living here. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is open to that new type of I don't of feel that, that a at lot of all. People yeah, actually, and, yeah. yeah. And I, that well, was a concern <clears throat> moving out to the country. Maybe, oh, maybe people haven't heard of Reiki and energy mm-hmm. healing and especially Kundalini yoga because it's such a niche um form of yoga that not a lot of people have an experience with and I have been in on that regard I have been welcomed opened arms even if I'm wearing if my head is wrapped for my crown chakra to be wrapped and like a turban style I thought that would be viewed weird out here it's not I think not at all I think, I think to clarify I think that's it also to, you, to like finding finding abso- the, your people the niche, I think to, right? yeah, to yeah, also finding yeah. your people to clarify it uh, for you a bit and maybe this will spin it into the next thing that we can talk about the, the bullying and different things that Lisa did in, encounter weren't basically because people weren't really open to what it was she was doing. It more came from a competition aspect of something. 100 So instead oh. of, yeah. um, it, and that's what I mean in the sense of like community and people helping each other, like mm-hmm. lifting each other yeah. up. Like, dude, if someone came to you and asked you to shoot something and it really wasn't your fucking thing, instead of seeing that as business or an opportunity, Passing that off to somebody mm-hmm. who's like lifting someone else up who's around you and realizing that we all, you know, not only have something to offer, but but maybe someone's better and supporting and loving each other. That's it was the lack of that, I think, yeah. that it came from. So through that experience, I mean, fuck, why would you feel comfortable doing that? And so what I was hoping to do and what I'm hoping, and, and I think this is actually a great topic for us to move on to, mm. is like what it means to start supporting each other especially women for some reason mm-hmm. i feel like it's more of this catty like yep. slit you at the throat type of thing dudes i feel like really support each other or they're in like a healthy competition yes. with one another like you can be bros and be in competition with one another and like still go for beers and shit mm-hmm. um even though you're both trying to like sell fucking houses or i don't know you're like day traders or whatever you do but with women what i've found also in my experience in this city because i've pushed through my own things in kingston um is that that people either love what you're doing or they fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it was it was also really hard for me. Like I felt like I had people who I really, really looked up to or, you know, had admiration for those different things. Mm-hmm. When, when things started going well for me, weren't there to support me and they saw me more as competition and then this line was drawn and it was like, yeah. well now we're not just all here to help each other. We're here to like be better at helping the next like and I don't want to be better than anybody right. who's doing what I'm doing I just want to offer what I'm doing and mm-hmm. support and love women like Lisa and other teachers in the community doing all of the things to be great like that's where I think it comes from so I'm curious on your thoughts on that but I'm also really curious on uh, Lisa's thoughts on that too uh, I, this is this is something that this is a topic that I've been I don't want to say struggling with, um, 
but moving through i think is a good way to put it like i i come from a maybe not a background but a mindset of like everyone who is my competitor doesn't want to see me do well so i've always like i'm i find it really bizarre when people in my field want to grab a coffee and want to help me through some shit and i just joined a group called communo yeah yeah it's fucked up um because like that's that's the mindset like being there for people in your field is the mindset that you should have like you should want to do good but coming from like competitors are competitors mindset I've it's it's always been like a really bizarre thing for me mm. and I just going joined a group called Communo they're based out of Vancouver um, and it, essentially they're they're a network of creative professionals who are operating under this like work share and uh, anyway I joined this group and there's a there's a Kingston this guy in Kingston Rob Howard and he like his his time is insanely valuable but because I was I went to this meeting he was like yep let's you know grab a coffee come to my office I'll so he's you know, also I'll help you through some shit he's, no he's oh. a, he, well he is he's the brand uh, gotcha. rehabilitation specialist uh, specialist what a cool fucking name. yeah um so he's like technically he's not competition but at the same time he very well could have charged me for that and i never would have well, and it was surprising I, I exactly to you that someone charged. wanted to just sit down and genuinely help you yeah, because like it's, it's i i always i always feel like i know it's a weird it's a weird kind of state that we're in but i always like i i have a hard time approaching people saying hey do you want to grab a coffee and just shoot the breeze because i always think of their time as insanely valuable and the fact that they would want to give it up to add value to my life seems strange i, I don't know it's it's i and that's so that's something that i need to get out of the habit of because i'm starting to learn more and more that there are people who are more than happy to just sit down with you and help you through some shit that they struggled with and like be human john allison at uh at backcountry branding he he's he gets together with me all the time <laughs> and he's like dude you got to be doing this this and this and like i love how many plugs you do all the time he's always well, job. <laughs> but that's the thing like they give me so much value I know. that it's like i know i dig it i I don't know. It's just uh, so, something that so I'm kind of working. So it's changed your perspective on how people within your community can work and how different people. I love that it's changed your mm-hmm. perspective. I feel like you have a, a bit to say about this as well, uh, and your thoughts on it. Um, my thought on what you were talking about is more. Well, first of all, if memory serves me correctly, mm. I'm taking it back to like yoga teacher training. yoga means union Mm. so every single (laughs) single yoga teacher or wellness person Mm. not just in this city but everywhere um, we're not the first yoga teacher and we won't be the last and how do we push this love based yogic philosophy out there if we're like Oh, there can't be any more of me. 
to take all the clients. (laughs) We're trying to spread this beautiful ripple across the planet. We all have so much, so many unique gifts, right? I can never guide a class like you will guide a class. And that does not diminish my offerings in any way, shape or form, because what I offer in a class or an event is nothing that you can offer. No. And the same, and, and, People like to say things like, oh, clients that are meant to make it to Ashley will, will make it to Ashley. And then clients that are meant to make it to Lisa or Rajakalkar will make it <laughs> to Rajakalkar because I have a spiritual name as well. Kundalini Yoga. Um, <laughs> Shout out Kundalini but, but here's the thing that sometimes we forget to say within that same breath, oh, the proper clients will get over to you. And then the other client. Also, no. I believe that every single student of yoga and student of life should be accessing all teachers and all humans and meeting up with all sorts of people. Mm -hmm. It's in the deep connections that we build bridges that help us learn more about ourselves and what kind of healing we need. Mm -hmm. Everything I am about is about healing. And there is not one yoga teacher who gave me that. I have multiple yoga teachers who I sat in their classes since 2003 and healed. I think that that's a really important thing for all of us to remember just in life in general that that we are here to lift each other up and we are here to like just leave a really good piece of ourselves with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, that's a really beautiful way to put it. So... I actually something you said reminded me of something that I've been working on for my brand and it, it you had mentioned that each yoga teacher is is going to offer something that's different from mm-hmm. the other and I've been working on my business and trying to figure out my positioning mm-hmm. and photography is not the service that I offer it is the method in which I do it mm-hmm. so you know Again, I think I think I talked about this on the last podcast or the one before, but Goodyear doesn't sell tires. They sell safety. They sell safety. Right? <laughs> they just do it using tires. So I, I'm not about I, yoga. I, I, I think just, I exactly, sell hugs. Like, I sell hugs. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, people like, ask me, what do you do? And it's like I make people feel awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then they want to know what that is. Yeah. And like <laughs> your your yoga class is going to be very different between each other's like yours is going to be filled with dance parties and you know yours is might be super relaxing. Like it's it's completely different. Like I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't add any value to that conversation. I just <laughs> no, wanted what to say I'm some shit. Do right, you, you nicely, here's segue from that. What we have to understand about our brand and how we brand ourselves is not that our brand is supposed to be a pretty package that helps us sell something. Mm-hmm. Your brand is to be the vehicle that delivers your true soul to other people because we're all here for a reason. If we are able to access our true self, then we can, if you are living your dharmic truth, 
your dharma, the reason why you're here. And we don't all get to access that all the time. Some people, sometimes we are caught in jobs that we're just typing away every day, doing the things to pay the on bills. On the wheel, on the get, wheel. I got to get those benefits. I got to get that car. I got to get that Retirement's coming, purse, baby. All these things. <laughs> That's not, right? That's, when I retire, I'm going to do this. That's not living your dharmic truth. You need to access your true soul so that you can fulfill your your potential, your fullest potential in this life. If you can understand and grasp and, and get a hold of that kind of living, that kind of high vibrational living, then, then you really have a grasp on what your brand is. Hmm. And then you genuinely share yourself. And it doesn't matter that it might not connect with all people, but people feel the genuine shit that good juice mm. and it's it, some the, a lot of people like i can't describe why but i love your stuff every time i'm with ashley walking somewhere like someone stopped someone literally stopped her car in the middle of where we were today and oh my god are you painting me <laughs> it was like people just and it's not because that woman has ever been to any of ashley's nothing she's like i don't even know you but i follow you and i just had to say i love it she is feeling ashley's living her dharmic truth now that so i mean do you guys even want to go on or <laughs> I, feel like I, I think you just, just fucking crushed it <laughs> i feel like we just found the meaning of life the I, holy this, grail the, the whole thing and you know what it didn't come from a puppy i was pretty sure a puppy was going to teach me the meaning of life one day i really was <laughs> I really, and puppies i am also stoned but that's fine um, no i i agree and so many yeah. so many companies don't uh don't think that way and it's, it's, why you, it's why you don't connect with things too it's why mm. but but <laughs> i think that's the hardest thing the hardest thing also to do is to know what it is that that lisa just shared to know that as someone who works with people or you know being a healer or those different things and having to sit back and watch people living very differently mm -hmm. because we can't go out and like scream from the mountaintops how it is that everyone needs to live or how they're mm -mm, going to change it. All no. you can do is present yourself the way that you can and hope that maybe a piece of something somewhere along the way, whether it comes from me, whether it comes from you, you know, or you resonates with someone living in that sort of movie reel and mm -hmm. that hamster wheel and that thing that they're doing where it snaps them out of it and they're like, holy fuck, there's so much more. Mm. Um, and the only thing that we can continue to do is live our lives that way because it does have a ripple effect to people if they really start to see it. Um, and I think that, that, is, that that's the change, right, is just being that way. So even when it comes to community and not feeling welcome, the way that we're going to change that as women is to rise the fuck up and start supporting each other and start being there well, for each other. And create a movement, and right? Yeah. Where people feel like, oh, we don't have to compare and compete all at, day at long. All. All we can stand and rise up and stand together. And and not just each women, other. everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Like when I see Lisa or another teacher or a woman who doesn't even have anything to fucking do with wellness in my life do something successful, I'm not immediately like overwhelmed with this like, well, I not me or jealous thing. I'm like, mm -hmm. fuck yeah, girl. Like, let's go. Go get it. Here yeah. we go. Watch it. You know, like it's this sense of pride, even if it's someone I don't know. Mm -hmm. Thank you for putting a stone down on the way yeah. where we're all heading. Um, and you're right. It is people. And I, it, I don't think we have enough of that. We don't. We don't want to like celebrate people's successes. We'd rather just find all of the really shitty things about it and how we could do it better or what we would do. So mm -hmm. like stop well, a big the madness. A big philosophy in the way that I have been taught is to uh, understand as a teacher 
healer, whatever, whatever I happen to be sharing, because there's many hats, to understand that I'm not here to have a following. I'm here to serve. Mm -hmm. and, and when I first started learning about that, it's like, as humans, we're like, I'm here to serve. That sounds like something I need to resist against. Right. But really, I am here to serve others. Agreed. Um, and, nor and normally what brings you to some kind of wellness healing, unfortunately, is usually some kind of a crossroads or tr for me, my case, I was suffering from post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. from, from a ho horrific nightmare. Um, that's what brought me to to yoga and healing and things like this so but i find the people who've been through something horrendous mm. the healing that they are able to share is normally so greatly accessible by others because it's so grounded because we've been through the depths of hell um, and then and then when you feel genuine and accessible to other people that allows people to feel safe mm. so then i I am very raw and vulnerable what I share with other people because it creates a safe space. Then in a safe space, I am able to serve in the way that I want to serve. In the best way. And it also makes it okay. I think, you know, somewhere along the line, we decided that we weren't allowed to talk about shit. Mm -hmm. Shit that makes us seem Scary, weak or pres be presumed to be shameful or those different things. And so somewhere along the way, we stopped talking about that shit and we all try and keep that to ourselves and it's mm -hmm. through sharing those things. I mean, mm -hmm. yours, you know, your traumatic event was different. Mine was addiction that brought mm -hmm. me here and different things. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say also that you need to have a no. rock bottom moment in your life to move into this kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just wanting to see it differently um so yeah talk about it in lisa actually you posted i think it was yesterday talking about uh how how many people on social media filter out the oh that live story when i was nude it, yeah <laughs> the, but you were you were talking about how people always filter the what they put yeah, out like they the only, it's, reel. yeah it's the highlight reel mm -hmm. and why and, can't we um i love talking about my joy because I love to elevate others. That's a great way to serve people. Mm -hmm. But what good am I if I'm also not acknowledging the fact that I have hard days and that I need mm -hmm. to cry and that I didn't brush my teeth until noon because I had a really low morning mm -hmm. and We've that's how my there. day went, right? We've all been there, yeah. well, yes. Of course. And it's not the first time that's happened to me, <laughs> clearly yeah. not. And it's important for people to know that you don't get those high amazing without moments in our life without those low days yeah. we all like like there is well, there's if, if you're riding a high that's crazy be realistic with yourself some mm -hmm. shit's about to crash <laughs> for a little bit then you're gonna feel it again you know like think, it just is the ebb and flow of what that is i think that's the probably the greatest thing that has come from this podcast is the mm. fact that we talk about our insecurities and our feeling of of imposter syndrome and things like that and i've had people come up to me and being like i fucking have that like i yeah. know <laughs> it's i know what you mean it's, like, yeah i know it isn't I'm, clinically I'm diagnosed you. yet but i have it can i say though that you know we started sitting down talking at this table in like september and i think it was january before we grew big enough balls to you know let an episode out into the world well i don't know i think it was less about the balls and more about the point that we had actually <laughs> we gotten had to actually something gotten to. worth posting but when we started the imposter syndrome was like fucking real mm. um over time of chatting with you and chatting with guests and, and all of those things it's I'm more starting to understand that it isn't an imposter syndrome it's just us really 
you know, we really are getting it. Or I feel as though I am and I'm starting to feel like less of an imposter and I'm more like, oh no, we're just normal. We just all haven't been talking about the fact that we feel like fucking imposters. We're all doing mm-hmm. it. We're doing it right. And I think that we all feel that way makes it normal. And I don't actually think it makes us I feel imposter. that living <laughs> in the very fast paced and modern world that we live in has a lot to do with that. Because mm. when you live in a place where um, this is worldwide, technology is amazing it gives us all these things but it's overwhelming the news is always on there's a cycle of the news in the morning that's the same seven stories most of them are miserable we are bombarded with modern life um, and not feeling good enough but also feeling hopeless that Mm. there's not going to be a change and walruses are dying and they're falling off rocks because of climate change this is why i don't watch the news all these things (laughs) This was on our planet. This was on Netflix, on our planet. Um, Uh. But there's all these things that pile up. Years and years and years ago, a lot of these things were happening. We Mm. just didn't have that quick of access to them. Mm. So it's very overwhelming right now. We might feel like imposters because we have so many harsh realities blasted in our faces. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to digest. You need to meditate. This is the only and I way. I feel like the podcast needed to end. <laughs> you need to meditate. You need to meditate. I think we just need like a bucket of mics yeah. next to her so that she can just keep Mike dropping them. Keep Mike dropping them. You need to meditate. You need to meditate because when you say, are, are you meditating? I say to clients, are you meditating? Are you med-? People go, oh yeah, well I try. The, the two common reactions are, I tried meditation. I just couldn't. I couldn't find Zen. I couldn't shut off my... And then the other one is like, yeah, I meditate, but it doesn't really... But the, both of those answers are unfortunate answers. There's a meditation for you. There's lots of different kinds of meditation and meditation helps with all of the very, very harsh realities of modern life mic drop <laughs> i'm like unscrewing my mic well i think right it's now. i think it's the misconception that people think that meditation is sitting silently in a room and finding that zero yes. and like it's not that is a way not, to meditate but yeah, it's, but it's like, hard for most of our minds to deal with what yeah. comes up with that But for some some people it could be being alone with your thoughts while you do the dishes it could be you know uh, listening to a podcast while you're driving a, a, on the highway like it's it can be whatever helps you calm yourself and i think that's my biggest thing is i was i always thought i was terrible at meditating because i couldn't sit in a room and shut off my brain so many different kinds of meditation Mm -hmm. that access the mind in different ways where it's what you're talking about is like meditative tasks that help us feel calm and Mm -hmm. comfort and ease but there are actual meditations that can help to rewire reprogram the brain and access the body and heal the body on a glandular cellular level where you are technically doing a yogic philosophy type meditation that will heal you I have healed my body on a mental, emotional, physical level from meditations and yogic practices when I've been told in my past that I need prescription medicines. Mm. I'm not knocking prescription medicines. I, I think that they're also of a value, but I, I totally admire the fact that I've used meditations and yogic philosophy to change my body on a cellular level. Mm. The body is a fucking... I was just meditating right now. The body is a fucking crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. And so much of it is to do with your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I don't have anything to add. Mic drop. I know. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. Um, what has been, okay, I want to know what has been the biggest success for you in the last year of business for yourself? What's the thing that you, that you're like the most stoked? Is this directly <laughs> related to Spiritual Alchemy, the company? My business? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's do As both. It, yeah. Um, or I w- we don't have to. No, no. I'm just, I mean, I my think idea, it's, but yeah. I think we, should, we don't have to do it. It's fine. No, you're, just, no you know what? Stop fucking I'll, doubting yourself. Yeah. Ask the damn I'll question. Just, I'll just be over here. Don't mind yeah. me. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in the corner. No. Here was my dunce cap. Um, I, I just think as a whole, um, starting a business on my own, I, I really thought that um, I didn't know why I was taking yoga teacher training. Will I be a yoga teacher that treks out to all these different places to teach yes i did that as well but i felt like how dare you lisa marie ex like even have that thought in your head that you can just start your own little studio and i did it and i drew on all of my natural wellness experience and training and i drew on my career of the early years of 12 to 14 years in corporate event production and marketing like it just ended up feeling like that's why Mm. i did all those things so that i could get here i really fucking love that answer a whole time (laughs) because so many times a lot of people think when when they think success is in business uh and myself included they don't think that taking that first step to even like start the business a lot of people don't see that as a success oh, and actually listening to your terrifying. answer i was like oh fuck i was like shit i've done that's, so much shit yeah. man i'm fuck, sorry i didn't awesome. have another mic to draw yeah. <laughs> she already unscrewed mine and threw it across the room and then i had to go get it it's been a lot of movement and, and did here. You, movement what did you here. mean by both like answer the business and what personal? I don't know. You asked. You asked. I about just didn't the, know if we meant business personal. particularly. Yeah. But. Uh, I really I dig that answer a yeah, lot. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like that a ton. Um, I want to ask if there's any plugs that you have for anything going on. Nobody's ever gonna want to use my mic again. <laughs> uh, if there's any plugs you have for the studio have, and upcoming yeah. things and stuff that's happening with you that we want to know about and that we want. Are, how many listeners do you think we have now? Like six, seven? <laughs> <laughs> we want like our six or seven listeners to know about. I, I think we're averaging like 20, 25. Oh my man, we're like almost famous. <laughs> we're like almost Joe Rogan famous. <laughs> um, we're killing it. I don't know, just, <laughs> that, just that I'm here, I'm around basically. Breathing, I, I have, kicking it. I have Reiki trainings that are always cycling through. Ashley, you've been mm-hmm. to Reiki level one training. Um, level so two, I always, watch out. Level two coming up. Coming up. Um, so those are always on the go. I always have events going on. Um, more importantly, on April 27th at Painted Lady Fitness, I have a Kundalini workshop series starting that we're going to do one Saturday a month. Um, that there are spaces left in. So I love that I'm yet again in Kingston for a committed period of time. Four Um, months. For four months. Yeah, one Saturday a month for four months. And so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about um, just continuing to offer and grow and to build deep connections 
in the general area. Speaking of which, where can everybody find you on where social media? Where can you find me on social media? On Instagram land, you can find me at <laughs> at spiritual.alchemy. Yeah, alchemy is a tough word to say and spell. So is imposterpreneur. Maybe that's the only thing, thing that someone said was you should have a name that people can spell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Instagram, spiritual.alchemy, and on Facebook, spiritual alchemy. Love it. And, uh, all, and, and, and all the questions. Yeah. All the questions. Um, you can find my website, spiritualalchemywellness.com. I love that. And if you want and you are listening, Kingston, um, Raj and I are teaching a class Monday. Monday night, 5.30 p.m. Salty yoga. Salty yoga. Uh, it is in, I love it. It's an Earth Day class. Earth Day focus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get in touch with Mother Earth. We're going to yeah. do a super grounded We're going to touch grounded Mother practice. Earth. We actually are going to, don't yeah. ruin my plans for Sorry. the evening. We're going to touch the Earth beneath Sorry. us. Mike's going to be there. He's going to bring Cheryl. What's yeah. the salty part of it? It's That's the name of the name. studio. Salty. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I was like, I was like what is like, salty yoga? Mean? Like, just. We're just going to spray everyone down with salt water. Yeah. You know how cleansing that is? I admire that. It should be really nice. Yeah. So we're going to have a super grounded, Um, gentle class with some gong healing for Earth Day. You know what? I might rap. I'm just joking. I'm not going to rap. This is I might bring the harmonium. You should. Will you I chant with me if I bring the harmonium? Yeah. I'm getting better I, at chanting. I it, It's like, I just feel like I don't know the words. And then when I don't know the words, I'm, I'm actually like really, bringing the words printed um, out this time. I really like get like nervous. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to say something at the wrong time. But like, it doesn't I, matter. I want to chant. I I never stop singing. So I feel like yeah. it's really right up my alley. It's different than singing. Um, whoa. It's, it's <laughs> actually not supposed to. It's when we were taught to chant in the training, uh-huh. I was chanting for years before I learned to chant as a yoga teacher of the Kundalini lineage. And we were literally like, stopped. You're singing. Yeah. Chant. You have to chant. Oh, well. It's different. We'll talk we were, about that before Monday. <laughs> but you're accessing, again, more healing. Um, by tapping goosebumps. by tapping the tongue on the on the roof of the mouth, you're accessing the energetic meridians that run up and down the body. So it's about chanting with the purple pr- proper enunciation and reverence in your voice. Do you want to do some like chanting classes Chant. with me? Now I'm starting to think I'd be bad at it because I, I can't we sing. Should, I know, like, that voice, but you'd we, be great at we it. Could, we oh. should start doing some chanting stuff together. Um, we'll talk about it later. Next, next podcast. Um, yeah, we'll talk Chanting. about it later. I hope that everybody has a super safe long weekend, though. Happy I do wish Easter. that. Happy Easter. Um, Happy Passover. Make choices. Any choices, really. And then figure out what you're going to do with them. It's not numb. <laughs> is, that, is that it? You good? Nailed it. Nailed it. Bye. Nailed it. Bye. <laughs> Turn the damn thing off.